Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Lane. Very well done, Lane. My name is Brian. Hey, I'm Eric. Eric Horton's back. He slept in our studio. Now he wants to move in. <laughs> Dude, this place uh, is dope. Like, it's pretty rad, right? This is this is my first time yeah. to... Um, for, oh, for, for the old Wrigley building. Oh, yeah. Right? We're, we, we are recording live yeah. from, from yeah. the old um, Wrigley building. So yeah, as as the you know guest appearance here, I got a I got to take a little tour of the Wrigley Building on the west side of Santa Cruz for you folks that aren't out here, and you wouldn't know from the outside. It looks kind of nondescript, like this big ass industrial building. It you looks like inside, there'd be nothing inside, yeah, right? And you yeah. come inside, and it's just like art galleries and design studios and you just there's creative stuff happening here i think you guys are this is yeah. bike really, shops fab shops this is an awesome awesome move for you guys and i think you know we'll connect you with um you know a community of, yeah. of creatives and like i think this will help boost this thing that you guys have going yeah. it's going to get bigger and better because of the move and like to have a permanent home and everything to, it just I elevates agree. the whole thing. It's so a really I'm, cool. Uh, it has a lot of energy here. Yeah, like just, I'm. Uh, I'm super stoked for you guys, and I want to figure out a way to be part of it. So yeah, yeah. I love it so much. So yeah, it's rad. I, I want to um, encourage people when they come to our cars and coffee if they want to come in. And like maybe we'll lead some people on some tours around here or something. Yeah. Well, like show them the office you know, and everything. One thing that I, I mean, I don't know how often you know, for instance, Lane. Like if you're going to be doing your design work and yeah. stuff here, but like it, I think it'd be rad to set up a little merch shop. You know? Oh like, yeah. And and hey, if you know people are coming from mm -hmm. out of town or whatever, maybe they hit you up. But yeah, it's just kind of cool. You know, we we're talking about doing a little. A little corner, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I was Strike talking about design socks. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe doing a little like working here every one, like a little bit every day or yeah, every other day yeah, yeah. or something like that. It's definitely like definitely has a cool energy. And already we've had like the mountain bike. Uh, someone from there emailed us, and he has like an '86 uh, 911. Yeah, and then there um, you go. we got hooked up with the Alta Coffee across uh -huh. the street, and they're gonna stay open for us on Sunday, which is when you'll be listening to this for uh, DWA Morning Motors, the first one at our new location in the parking lot across from the old Wrigley Building here. And then uh, if anyone wants to come check out our office space, when at Cars and Coffee or when at DWA Morning Motors. Uh, just hit us up and we'll take you on a tour around here. It's uh, pretty sweet. Feels feels like a big, like, yeah. growing up, man. Like, it's yeah, a big yeah. deal. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm really it's stoked. Cool. I think it's great for you guys. And it's nice, it's nice for us to have a dedicated space where it's, like, you know, pretty cramped in the old spot. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we a little bit of breathing room here. Yeah. yeah. Don't have to keep all the merchandise to, here right next to us. You have to walk really far to go to the bathroom, though. You do. I know. <laughs> I keep <laughs> lamenting the it. fact that I forget my rollerblades every time. But. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, Eric brought a pair of Stripe Design socks uh. that we will be hiding. Wait, let's. So let's. What are we gonna let's do? Say it later, right? Oh, I don't know. Like Should halfway we? point or something. Uh, I was, I was, I was thinking now, but because we'll forget. But we will forget. And yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, say it right, right now. now. Yeah, yeah. 
So what are we gonna do? We're gonna leave these striped as we're gonna leave a pair of striped design socks in a here's your hint, a red car with a gray front bumper mm, yeah. on the passenger seat. And uh, what's what are we gonna do? A code or something? Or is no, it? No, there's no code. No, just yeah. find it. It's just the friggin' first. Just person go find them. <laughs> yeah, just go, go find them. If you see a pair that person's car, yep. And grab these socks. And yeah. then yeah, come come high five. Uh, you know Eric yeah. from Stripe, and and we're all good. Yep. <laughs> and and uh, it, you know it's kind of a. It's kind of a difficult thing because this podcast releases on Sunday mm-hmm. and the, the Cars and Coffee is at, you know, 7.30, really, 8 a.m. Yeah. Sunday morning. So you have to be a de- you dedicated be listener. so right? dedicated oh, that yeah. you're listening to the podcast all on the way, way to the show. To the show. <laughs> you're yeah. hardcore. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> since you are on the way to the show, yeah, we're going to be, Alta Coffee is going to be open. They'll be selling really good coffee, um, all pour overs. And then they'll be selling some donuts. Nice. So come check it out. Can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so what have we been up to? Project updates, I guess? Yeah. Brian? I feel like there's a lot. I feel like I should have written down some stuff. And it wasn't just project car updates, but just things happening. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I finally... Man... So my E46 project, uh, which has just been a daily driver until I blew uh, something in the cooling system the other day, um, it's getting pretty close. So I have a track day on uh, August 30th. Um, That's exactly one month away. We're at Laguna. Mm -hmm. And then one month after that is uh, the rally. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a perfect motivator to get the car done for the uh, track day um, so that I have plenty of wiggle room for the rally. But um, one month with a day job and a family life and podcast stuff is not a lot. It's four weekends. There's stuff going on on some of these weekends. And, you know, just finding the time during the weekday is super difficult. So and I've got a huge list of things to do for this car. just yesterday i did my first wrenching on it ever um oh actually i guess i did some stuff i did the wheel studs and everything but um yeah so i my list includes uh roughly speaking uh the full cooling system over to specy 46 stuff uh suspension that includes swapping out uh for conies and ibox springs ground control sway bars some bushings here and there um and then some oiling stuff, uh, like the oil pump, uh, a baffle and the oil pan, an oil pickup tube. That stuff requires dropping the front subframe, which is pretty major. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> what, I feel like there was another set of things. But just that alone, it's like a, that's a pretty heavy-duty list. And I've gotten, you know, if I look historically at how much time I've spent working on cars over the past six months, like... I would literally never finish this work. Um, so I'm a little bit stressed out with a month to go. So we'll see how that all comes yeah, together. Yeah, very stressful. Yeah, but uh, just on uh, Tuesday, I went over to, before starting any of the teardown, um, I went over to my uh, uh, buddies, see my buddies at BTM Motorworks, that's Brad and Mike, um, and they're guys that I raced with in Specky 30. And so I, I've actually stayed pretty tight with them owning BMWs over, uh, over the past few years. Um, but they're not far from my work. Great resource. They own awesome cars and are always doing fun stuff. Um, but I went, I went, 
went over there kind of like with my hat in my hand being like, you know, and, and I've, I've consulted with them on the parts that I was buying and everything throughout this process. So they kind of knew what car I was doing. Um, but I said, Hey, I don't know. <laughs> I might be in kind of a sticky spot. Uh, I'm a cheapskate, so I wouldn't, I don't want to pay anybody to do this, but I think I might have to just given the time frame. Yeah. I'm going to send you my list. If you could just give me a quote, like maybe it'll be, you know, a high enough price that uh, it's going to motivate me and to just get it done and do it myself. And uh, and so I, I laid that on them. I haven't gotten a quote back yet, but uh, that night basically I came home and I was like, I, I got to just tear into this thing. Like just going to their place to ask that question was enough where it's like, <laughs> I just need to freaking do this. Um, and a part of me, it feels like it's super important for me to actually do it myself. Like there's something about replacing the parts and knowing the parts on your car. Like it feels like it pays dividends, like out on these rallies when we're in the middle of nowhere, like knowing the little details about how the things fit together and what, you know, while I'm in there, I can see some other hose that may need service soon or something. And I can, you know, make judgments about whether to do it now and then at least be prepared if it fails later or something like that. Mm. But, um, I, I, I don't know. I'm still on the fence. I may, I may just do the cooling system and then have them help with the rest, but we'll see. But yeah, without a lift and stuff. Yeah. But I, I mean, I do have it up. I have it up on my six ton stands. I feel like the luckiest man in the world to have it in a garage, level garage. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a clean floor I can use. Like, it feels like the first time ever in my life. And it's like a really cool yeah. feeling. It's all set up. It, like cool. the, the first thing I did was I, I, I had it up on stands. I popped the hood and there wasn't a the good light right there. And I happened to have an LED light thing, you know, that was that I could hang up. So I hung it in the perfect spot so that everything was lit up. And that was like the first thing. And it, that, that sort of stuff feels super good. All this stuff's off the floor and on the racks. That was like the you know, prep for being able to do this. So we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be able to, uh, spend some weekend days and just crank this out. Uh, but you know, who knows? Nice. What I feel like there was, what did I, didn't I do some driving recently or something? Maybe it was go kart. No, you did go kart, but you talked about that. I talked about show. that already. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. I was fourth again. I was like, dude, you're right there. You guys like, (laughs) I'm like the best of the rest. Like there's the top three guys. You definitely are. And then, and then qualifying everything. It's like the top three guys, me, and then there's a big gap to the rest of, so I was like. Cause your times are like super up there. But like, I just, every lap you guys just peel a 10th. Like, and I just get, by the end of the race, (laughs) I'm just like in no man's land. You know, I'm, I'm like, you guys are out of touch and I'm way ahead of, uh, fifth place and so i'm just like yeah you're racing by yourself yeah. yeah so I, like i gotta figure out how to close that gap a little bit and i feel like i feel like the competition is pretty high because i mean when we go it's all top times yeah for the week and we I, go on a saturday right and so then it's like that's the end of the week i think i don't think it's a start i don't know how right, they do right. that i don't know but oh this is like so frustrating <laughs> but it was a blast it was really it fun. is a blast huh and it's i just, almost hate to admit it go karting is kind of childish really like we talked about fun. before but yeah. it's, it's and really then, uh, fun jeff jeff wise right he kills Holy it cow. Yeah, he that came guy. and just smoked everything. Yeah, he's a racer, but, you know. But he, you know, he I, I talked to him. I'm like, 
Wait, dude, come on. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I raced go-karts for him. Like, oh, yeah. he did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he raced, oh, like, a total he, his dad raced Lotuses, and, and he, he raced you know, Anybody them that's and... coming with the ch- the uh, the chest brace yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I did notice, actually, that yeah. I, I think I was the top finisher who did not bring my own helmet. Right. Which I think is a thing. If it's, you're running the helmets thing. that they yeah, have, yeah. you know. Anyway, it was super fun. We should do it again. We should. Um, it's cool. I would love was, to do it on a regular it, basis. It was pretty rad. It's a little pricey. It's a little pricey. You can't really a, do it every month. It's a big commitment with yeah. the, with the drive and like yeah. the, you know it's a lot of it's like it, a full day. It's a big yeah. effort. Yeah, like um, every other month or yeah. once a quarter would so, probably, once a quarter would probably not be enough. Yeah, got to give it up to Sean Sean Grimes for yeah. you know it's it it doesn't seem like it'd be that big a deal, but to like wrangle I don't know it ended up being what like 20, 20, 24 people or something to organize that that's get everybody crazy. To pay. But that's not <laughs> even the hard part. It's that it has it's very finely controlled because. They 12 is the max for a group, but they won't let you reserve it unless you have 10. Right. And people flake last minute right. or don't want to pay uh, up until the end. And so like having that magic point between like 10, 11, 12, that's super yeah. hard to get commitments for and like have that yeah. all work out. So yeah, mad yeah. props to Sean for Sean, he, he, he does a good it. job. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So nice. yeah, I'd do it again for sure. Cool. Yeah. Any uh, project updates on your end, Eric? Uh, well, so that's a, I think it's a pretty good segue into an experience that I had. So, um, the, the last project updates on the, um, on the Stripe design, uh, 944 turbo was that, um, I did a, I did a track day at Laguna Seca. Yeah. Just over we a, didn't have you on to talk no, about that, but no, we, so we talked, talked about, about it. it. I think that, you know, an episode, yeah, that was a Patreon the, episode, I the, think the right? debate was, you know, I've got a daily driver Mark six GTI with an APR tune and it's, you know, it, it would be a totally capable track car, probably, um, you know, faster than the 944, right. If we're just calling it what it is, but, um, you know, so it was, it was, it was an honest debate, like to, to say which car to 944 bring. turbo yes. or this, Mark or the, or the Mark six GTI yeah. both manuals. Both. Well, no, the oh. GTI is a DSG. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if it's, we knew that we were talking about it. It's oh. the um, Highway One, living in living south. You don't have to. You don't have to Dude, justify it to it's, us. It's yeah, stop but, and go traffic. Uh, but I, I had no idea. I thought it was a manual yeah, the whole yeah. time. So, oh, okay. um, but anyway, uh, I I made the call to uh, to to do the 944. You know, based on some input, uh, even though I would say probably the most experienced uh, track guy of the Against crew. Against all my advice. <laughs> Brian says, take the GTI. But here's the thing is that um, uh, Lane and I did the, you've talked about it, the Lexus uh, driving driving school thing. Yeah. And and I got to admit that if I hadn't done that first, because that was, that was probably... Let's say it was only two it, weeks before, or something? maybe like within a month or so yeah. um, prior to my track day, I'd done the Lexus thing, and uh, had I had I not done that, I think I might have I might have picked the GTI because because you'd be frat you wouldn't have, know what to expect. From I the think track that I would have picked the kind of like easier choice, mm-hmm. you know, because I've got I I, I think I would have had so many butterflies about just. Being out Which there was on my track. primary point, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah. But we got, you know, because we, we did that Lexus thing and we ended up getting like 25 laps or something. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of track time considering, you know, the event. Yeah, yeah. So, so I would say I was really familiar with, with the track and sort of the trouble spots and everything. And so I, I'd already got that out of the way. And so I was really excited. I want to learn how to drive the 944 better 
I'm much more interested in learning how to master that than the GTI. And so I think because of the Lexus thing, that gave me more confidence to make the choice on the 944. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, so the project updates, um, and I checked in with some some editor friends, not to name drop and stuff, but you know, I, like I'm friends with Sam, um, Smith. Sam Smith from Road and Track, Lieberman. And Lieberman, and I just sort of ping those guys. I'm like, okay, like I'm a total rookie at track day. You know, what car do I bring? You yeah. Know? And and those guys both chimed in with 944 for oh, sure. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm they the were, man. They out. were super strong on that, and um, and so so yeah, I also took their advice, and I think you guys uh, as well, and did did a, a pretty thorough like fluid you know ch like did did everything there did a high temp brake fluid went to um so i don't know if i if i can pronounce the name right pajid is that the the uh, pageant I say I yeah, okay whatever I say but, yeah, but I the uh, so it got you know uh, track pads um which are squealy as hell but uh -huh. they're but they did great um and just a you know kind of a thorough check and i'm not such a home mechanic so i took it to my buddy uh ted gallagher and in, in scotts valley who's who's kind of a character if you guys uh local people know him but um so yeah i did it did a full checkup on the on the 944 and it, it's you know it was as good as it could be going into that yeah and um since it was my first official uh track day i had to go in the what they call driving school class so it's the it's the super beginner class. And what uh, organization were you running with? Um, oh crap! What was the uh, what was the group? I'm it was like, like Track Masters? Or no, no. Hooked uh, on driving? Or? No. Oh shit! I'm spacing. NCRC. Out. NCRC. Oh yeah, great! Yeah, 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 NCRC. Great group. Um, yeah, they're super. It's like. It's very laid back, but professional feeling. Yeah. That was my experience yes. many years ago. Um, it, That's who I'm running with okay. at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I, if I may be able to, to do that, we'll, we'll have to see. Oh, nice. I'm going I'm to check it out. Yeah, you had the business trip or something that you were... No, uh, no Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's another story. But uh, yeah, so um, I got to say, I was, I was a little intimidated when I rolled into the parking lot. Dude, you know? Laguna... Well, yeah. oh, you've already done it though. No, no, so, no. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't I, I'm at Laguna a lot, like you know, for various events okay. and things. It wasn't. It wasn't the tr being on the track part. It was like, holy shit! Like the, the cars, the cars, like the dedication to track day that these people, big wings and stuff. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, compressors, uh, you know, wings that they're bolting on, for sure. Uh, you know track wheels, tires, and everything they were yeah. taking out of their car, like full dedication. And yeah. these cars were far more, not all of them, a lot of them were, um, they had they'd fully jumped like to track building car. dedicated track cars. Like the, these cars are, a lot of them were going to be horrible for the street, right? I mean, yeah. they're splitters that are, you know, inch and a half off the ground and camber like crazy. And, you know, and I was just like, whoa, I'm in my 86, 944, yeah, yeah. like totally stock, you know? Yeah, and the um, average age of the car is probably 2005 oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, way, way modern cars. Yeah. And, and um, just, just a, a like... A really different scene than our rallies and stuff you know uh -huh. like it, it, it was a these people are really into this thing and you know honestly it was cool to see like how dedicated they were and how committed you know they're they're really doing this thing um yeah, can i i think just a little tidbit yeah i track days it i read something the other day or that uh, was talking about it but you know it's actually a fairly new thing mm. like track in like regular track days 
that isn't wheel to wheel racing, I th- it, it only has exploded in the past like like HPD twenty stuff. years. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Like I, I don't think, think they didn't really have this. Used to go race. You used to go race. Yeah. It was SCCA. Yeah, yeah. And you used to go race. NASA is kind of a big thing because they like inter- I don't know. No, I shouldn't make claims like that. But it was like they have the race groups, but then they have a way to work up to the race groups by driving a streetcar on the track. Yeah. And then there's the all these other little outfits like NCRC yeah. uh, that have sprung up, and like I feel like it's flourishing right now. Like it. I don't know. I, I, it'd be hard for me to guess exactly how many cars were there. Probably, geez, I don't know, maybe 150 or something. I, 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 that's sort of a guess, speculation. Yeah, but that's a lot. Do, um, do you think, like, would people be interested in just sort of a quick recap of, like, I don't know how many people do track days out there or not, but no, it, be, for me, it was my first time. Yeah, it'd be and great so to get your impression. Yeah. Just like a quick We, we never talk about it. I so were you, did you have, like, time. a uh, co-driver or anything like nope. that? Oh, okay. No, no co-driver. Uh, you, you could sign up and get, um, that was an extra cost. You could okay. get a coach, like a you yeah, know, yeah. driver coach to come with you. Uh, and some of the beginner class people did. I... I didn't. Um, I just was the doing the dirt bag, you know, cheapest I could yeah. go. Uh, first of all, the price. I think uh, driver school costs just a just a bit more than the standard. Like fifty bucks extra or something. Not even that. Maybe thirty yeah. bucks. So it, I think that the price was like two seventy five. Oh, that's cheap, huh? And so cheap. That's for Laguna, cheap. A whole day. So so we, I paid get, for double sessions of go karting. I paid one hundred and fifty bucks. Right. So we got five uh, twenty minute sessions on track. Because of the driving school, the first two sessions were uh, quite a bit restricted. So just to, you know, again, high-level overview. So session one, you know, we, we did a classroom session where you're like, okay, here's the flags. You know, everybody understands that. Um, and the first, the, uh, the first session was a, um, uh, a driver instructor was in a lead car, and then they broke us into a couple of small groups. And then he's, he was basically um, driving around at a, at a very slow speed, kind of an annoyingly slow speed, pointing out where the flaggers are, um, sort of driving the line a little bit, but it was so slow that it was sort of like, eh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't that effective. Um, but anyway, get a, get a feel for the track. There's, there's people that, that are ultra beginners that were scared as hell just to even, you know, drive onto the track. Um, but um, anyway, so we did, we did that first session, which was, that was fine, whatever. You know, we learned the flags, we do all that stuff. Second session, um, they broke us into some groups where uh, I was fortunate and I got a good lead driver who wanted to show us the line a little bit more. So actually, we got going pretty good and we ended up catching the other group. Um, hmm. And there was only 12 of us in the beginner group. So that meant that um, once you get spread out, you know, on a 2.2-mile track, that's enough space that you can really sort of do your thing. Yeah, that's cool. So it's great. Um, and then, you know, we, we go back and we get a little bit more instruction. But sessions three, four, or five were just, open. just wide open. What like, were the passing? Did you have how many passing zones? Uh, pass pretty anywhere? much the straightaways. Uh-huh. So no, certainly no passing in corners. Um, front straight, obviously. Uh, no passing between two and three. No passing, yes, passing between three and four and four and five and five and six and up the hill. And then no passing in the corkscrew. Or after the corkscrew. Really after the corkscrew. Yeah, pretty nowhere. Much, pretty nowhere much after, after the, the corkscrew. corkscrew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only on the front straight. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, like session three, I mean, it was on. Like basically 
pin it. You know, it's, I mean, Just obviously you and your 944, me and my 944. And there was a, just a crazy like mix of beginner cars out there. Right. Like, you know, there was a guy in a, in a, um, Macan GTS. Uh-huh. What? And, yeah. And there was a, there was, I like, mean, that's probably a pretty fast car. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, definitely faster than an I-44 right. on track of it's uh, right. I know. It's just, there funny. was a, like literally like a 70 year old lady in a bright orange BRZ. I was like, okay, crazy. Oh, that's that's cool. amazing. She had a coach with, with her. And, that's cool. And, uh, did you do the coach? No, he, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Do the coach? I didn't no. Um, and then there was, so talking about, uh, at, on the Patreon episode, all you dirtbags that aren't paying for Patreon, you don't get to hear about <laughs> it, but, um, we had a great, great session on the, the C8 vet. So you should sign up and hear about that. Yep. There was a guy, um, you know, kind of middle-aged dude with the, with a Z06 brand new uh-huh. C7, C7. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, definitely not qualified to be driving that car that was in the <laughs> beginning group yeah there was a really fast guy in a 996 that was the car was properly set up it, it was totally sorted in fact this is how sorted it was it, if if you're somewhat local you may know that laguna seca has sound restriction zone oh, a yeah. zone he had the turn and he had the pipes that direct the sound away so that so yeah. that this car was and he was in the beginning yes so this car he, i think he must he, have bought the bought car the from car somebody now. or maybe he's borrowing it from a friend i don't know what it was but uh the car was set up it's the the stance was perfect on it yeah it had sticky tires it had the you know anyway he was fast he was he was probably the fastest guy out there uh, and then there was some some kind of Radwood guys. There was a guy like in a um, a 300 ZX. I, can't, I don't know if it was a turbo or not, like a, a 90s. Um, I don't know the model name, but the, like the, the last generation, the 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 pretty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 300 ZX. Uh, and then there was another dude with like a 240 SX from that same kind of general uh-huh. era. Uh, there was a guy in an M3 sedan. You know, obviously really capable car. Um, I got a brand new one. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a Julia also alpha. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was a quadrifolio or not, but, okay. um, kind of a, a like a, a crazy mix, right? Yeah, like yeah. just nothing, nothing makes sense. Um, and, uh, I don't know, man, the 944 held its own like, nice. and by, f- well, except for the 300 ZX and the, the, um, 240 SX, you know, by a long shot, the way older than, you yeah. Know, um, so Still older than those too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did, I did fine. I nice. mean, yeah, like, uh, no problem. I mean, the lap times were stupidly slow. Like when you, when you know what a fast lap time yeah, is, yeah. like embarrassingly slow when you feel like you're just on the razor edge hauling ass and then yeah. you, then you see what the lap time is. You're like, holy shit. I feel like you don't even want to look at that. You stuff really don't until want to. after. Maybe yeah. Yeah. I had a little, uh, I downloaded a, an app that would just kind of do it for me. I wasn't watching it while uh-huh. I was going around, but just afterwards I could see Harry, yeah. Harry's lap timer. Uh, it was, I don't know what the app was, but oh. G G t- G okay. time or I don't know something, but, um, so anyway, it was great. Had had a really fun first session. The third third session was awesome. Passed the um, Macan GTS guy. Nice. Didn't get passed by anybody. Cool. Um, it was awesome. Had a, had great great time. Didn't didn't put the car into the wall or anything. Um, and then for our fourth session got a little bit held up because the previous group somebody spun. And they had to like drag them out off the off the gravel or something like that, and that unfortunately ate into our time a little bit. So we only got four or five laps that that fourth session, and then um, our 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 friend uh, Phil um, 
Wolf that was on the rally. Oh yeah, yeah. That that uh, he drove the uh, what is that thing called? It, it, the Ford console. Console. console the console beautiful. GT. The beautiful like kind of big Capri looking thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and he Phil, has a he's nine fourteen mid engine punk rock. Mid engine punk, 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 punk rock. Yeah. So he so Phil was there. He actually was the one. He saw our photos from our Lexus driving school yeah. thing. He's like, yeah, dude, he, come to the. He hit know. me up about yeah, it. Yeah. Too. yeah. So he's the one that kind of planted the seed. What was for, he driving? He was. He has a uh, supercharged. Lotus Elise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Orange one. Orange one. It's beautiful. And um, so he's like, dude, you know, in between your um, uh, fourth and fifth sessions. Oh, get a ride with him. Come out and do a session with me. I'm like, all right, I'm game. And uh, dude, that just, that was, he was hauling ass. He like, that was so awesome. He does a lot of track days. Yeah. And he's, I mean, the crazy thing is, it's like, I'm like, okay, how much friggin' faster can you go? Like than he's yeah. going. Like he was braking so late. You know that car is perfect, right? For that, like, yeah. it it's so light. You can go so deep. It doesn't have tons of power. I but mean, it has a it has it's, a it's good like amount. I think about maybe two twenty, like similar power yeah. to the nine forty four, but yeah. it weighs a thousand pounds less. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and so uh, and he didn't have uh, race buckets in there. You know, when we did the Lexus thing, yeah, we we did a we did a couple of hot laps with like Scott Pruitt and this guy, Jack Hawksworth, who's like a current IMSA driver. And what was great was they have the full race buckets with harnesses and everything. And you can, you can hold on. Right. But the, the Lotus doesn't really have a good place to hold on. So, you know, like we're coming into turn two. I don't know how fast we're going, but he's really late on the brakes and really hard on the brakes. <laughs> like I'm just getting like flung forward, you know, cause I can't, I can't like brace myself. And, um, Anyway, it was awesome. He he was really fun. He was uh, very solid on the track. He was about ten seconds a lap faster than me in the nine forty four. But when you know, like, what a fast lap time is, yeah. And you think about cars that are going another like twenty seconds a lap faster. Than yeah, yeah. It just blows your mind. It like they can go that. Yeah, I'm like, how, okay, how much faster do you want to go? Like yeah. he's going cuz it felt it felt incredible to do the lap times that we were doing, which was like 152, you know. Well, and it's all per car basis cuz I mean, at Laguna especially like climbing that hill low horsepower cars. There's power, there's man. a couple spots where power yeah. certainly comes right. into play. But the the braking forces and the the you know, like that car was legit. Like it was. And, and yeah. you are a Lotus guy yourself too. You had brought that one on the rally, so you were. It familiar. was super fun. Yeah, and and it made me. It just kind of made me think again. Like, you know, briefly, I'm like, huh, like that was pretty rad. Like it was. Yeah. It was a really. That's what. If you have a Lotus and you're not doing track days, you're that's what that thing's it. made for. Right? <laughs> you're blowing smooth, it. Smooth track. Yeah, it's not yeah. gonna get all jittery and stuff so, like that. So I was like taking a lot of mental notes, you know, going out with Phil and his breaking points and things. I'm like, all right, you know, I know what I'm doing, you know, and uh, I, I learned a lot. I felt and cool. um, and so I go out in session five, you know, and um, first lap, I go to the, I'm going up the hill coming into the getting set up for the corkscrew. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna break way later than I've been breaking. Like I'm gonna do I'm gonna try to do what Phil did totally blew it and <laughs> like I hadn't had a moment all day right yeah. like everything had been fine totally in control and I 
about shit my pants. Um, so what happened is... Yeah, what happened? So I came you in. You just got light in the rear I got, or something? I, got, yeah. I, I was way too late. I'm like, shit, I got to turn in or I'm going to go off the track. And and I um, and so I, I'm, I'm hard on the brakes, like all the weights, you know, on the front. Yeah. And I'm trying to turn in. <laughs> And the rear just goes, it just fully swaps, like, yeah. you know, like, just <laughs> crazy. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I've got that car to step out a little bit, you know, here and there, right? Like, it's, yeah. you know, you know, up on uh, some of our local roads, you know, there's some spots where I feel, you know, a little bit confident. It's a slow, low-speed turn. Yeah, I can yeah. come in and kind of, you know, get But that's it. under power, probably, right? Right, yeah. right. This was totally different. And, and at the top of the corkscrew. And at the top of the freaking corkscrew, like the, one of the yeah. most famous turns in the world. And like you could picture yourself rolling end over well, and like, on that I see thing. the yeah. flagger. I'm like, oh man, this is really embarrassing. And he's pulling it out of his pocket. Yeah, like, like getting ready to black yeah. flag me. And um, and so the car just goes, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty out of control. And the, the car swaps completely to the right. And then it comes back completely overcorrects to the left. And I'm sort of like pointed down the, you know, down the hill yeah. and somehow it just sort of straightened out. Like I'm not claiming that I had anything to do with it. Yeah, you just got <laughs> like, lucky. I, and... I got pretty lucky. Yeah. And when I went through the start finish line, I was looking for the flag, you know, like, am I going to get busted here? Yeah. And you know, the guy, the, the, the guy that runs NCRC is a uh, French guy. Um, really Dave cool guy. And Luke, right? Uh, Luke. Yeah. Luke, big, tall, tall French guy. Very cool. He's like, look, you guys are going to fuck up. Like you guys are beginners. If you're not fucking up, you're not, you're not really doing it right. Like you got to, this is, you know, you want to, you want to kind of find, if you don't scare yourself once today, yeah, yeah. you're not doing it. You like, don't want to find the limit. You, you kind of want to like, look, look, we don't want anybody going home with a tow truck and, you know, wadding up your car. We're not looking for that, but like, you know, this is an opportunity for you to, you know, find, learn a little bit, you yeah. know, and, and to learn, you've got to, you got to push the limits a little bit. So yeah. that was really, uh, it was a scary, it was scary, man. Like I thought I was going in the gravel at least for That's sure. That's cool. So but, you, um, and, and, but you left the track day with a all perfect good. car. All good. You drove yeah. it home. Drove it home. Everything was good. Uh, the brakes uh, are squeaky, but they're still good. They're good. Car's good. Um, definitely uh, melted the tires a lot. Uh -huh. Like that one day, completely changed the tires versus you know almost a year on those tires. Yeah, like yeah. it was it was. A, a, what tires are you running? I'm running uh, running uh, uh, Continental Extreme Contact Sports, which yeah. seemed to me kind of the best option value for per yeah, that's grip. It's a, a good tire. A 16 inch. You know they had lots of like the right. I just wanted to go back. The previous owner had weird size tires on there. I wanted the stock, you know, it was, I think it's like a yeah. 225, 205 up, 205 up front, 225 in the back yeah. with a nice meaty sidewall. Uh -huh. Um, I, I think it's a good tire. Yeah. It's like a, uh, it's a competitor to the, uh, Michelin pilot, like super sports or PS4. Okay. It's, so, I mean, it's, yeah. it's like right there with yeah. them too. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, you know, the Michelins are like the best and this is the competitor for that. And I would say it's like, it's like, you know, barely a notch down, but yeah. you know, it's, it's trying to be there with the Michelins. It's just yeah. not quite there, but yeah, they're yeah. really good tire. It good, was great. Good and wet. You know, there's just yeah, a, yeah. a good, it, you know, good we, summer tire. We, uh, in Santa Cruz, we've got, um, we've got great weather here, but it is damp a lot. And, yeah. 
you know, to go to a full a lot of trees too. So a lot yeah, of, a lot like of cover a lot of yeah debris on the mm-hmm. you know on the ground. So you know, I wanted a, a summer tire, but not. No, you an know, R triple A. Yeah, something. yeah, nothing yeah. like that. Yeah, I think um, you're kind of crazy to run that. Well, stuff. and and you know, I like to go on the rallies and stuff too. So it's got to be versatile enough to to do that. Yeah, and, yeah uh, you don't want to wear out in a thousand miles either. Yeah. Now, if I had a Lotus Elise, I would probably make a different choice. I would probably make a more. I would pick a more dedicated track tire. I think. Wh- what did he have? You know, I can't. I th- trip, I don't know what is it the the Toyo Yamaha? like proxies to- or it was something? maybe the Toyo I I don't know Phil will hmm. he, I don't know if he's listening but um, to- Toyos or Yokohamas eight 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 or something oh, R- like that yeah, That's yeah it was it, it was one of the common uh, Lotus track tires for sure you know it, but it's streetable but um, yeah that's anyway cool. what an experience it was really great it felt like a great value to me um, th- two seventy five you know obviously yeah, I invested seems- I had to buy a helmet. I did uh, some maintenance on the car, which wasn't free um, going into it. So it wasn't like, you know, it was it was two seventy five, and that was and the only up at, you know the end of a set of tires, basically. Yeah, I I don't think I destroyed the tires, but I definitely bit into them. Yeah. You have you have another rally left in. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and it was it was just it was freaking awesome. It's I only cool. got so. So yeah, we had, we had a, like I said, we had a good session on the, on the Corvette and like typical Corvette drivers. So the Z06 guy was just, as I mentioned earlier, absolutely unqualified. It it was such a ridiculous car for this guy. He was so, I don't know if he had the traction control off or what, but he was totally sideways. (laughs) Anytime he stepped on the (laughs) throttle, he was just mashing it. Just mashing it. Yeah. And the thing is, is that you know that car that car can run what like a a 135 or you know yeah yeah it's maybe even car. faster than that at 132 or something at Laguna Sega but literally he was he was like maybe a second and a half faster than me like he was so stupid the way like he was so sideways in turn 2 coming out of turn 2 completely just you know and in turn 11 ridiculous how sideways he was so early on the break he was brakes. having fun he was having fun, but he was terrible. I guess you don't. Yeah, I guess it's a difference when you're doing that in group one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if you're doing it in group three or group four, then it's like oh, a little bit more. Yeah, did purpose. he seem in control or did he seem? Nah, no. like it, <laughs> and the thing is, like, like he really wasn't the only only places that only on straightaways he could pull away from me. I was way later on the brakes than he was, so yeah. I would catch him up on any technical section, no problem. Like I was up on his ass again. And then even like going through the corkscrew and stuff. And then he'd yeah. out drag me and then I'd catch him up. And then obviously on the front straight, he'd pull away. Cause oh, like by a, by he a has huge margin. Three times the horsepower, yeah, yeah. twice the tire, twice the brakes yeah. and everything. Did, did you have anything with the opposite? I, I've, I've found that pretty much every track that I've ever been to, there's always someone who you match up with. Yeah. You end up being the same speed and have fun dicing it up. Well, but it's usually, it's not, yeah, I feel like it happens at some point during the track yeah. day. Maybe it's different the first I one think because the it's like group, you it, don't it, have as much yeah. free time. But and there was only 12 of them. Too. Yeah. We got pretty yeah. spread out. The only yeah. guy that, okay, so the Z06 guy passed me, but like, I don't know. That was, that <laughs> didn't feel like a, like a fair fight. The, uh, the, the 996 guy legitimately passed me and he was fast and um, capable car, more power, car set up properly, but he was a really solid driver. He, he obviously had a lot of experience. He just maybe hadn't driven with this group before. He was really fast. Everybody else, though, I felt like, like I felt 
like I was right in there, you know, and everybody mm-hmm. was like, whoa, dude, you're really hustling that old car. Like, so it was kind of fun. That feels good. That's around. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds really cool. Yeah. So it was, it was great. Um, I would definitely recommend it. It, you know, um, sometimes I stress, I got to say on the rallies, you know, where I think you guys do an awesome job of picking really remote, you know, roads where we're out there in the middle of nowhere, like it, especially this last one that we did in, in March, like day two, you know, where we're just in the middle of nowhere for yeah. most of the day, yeah. you know, but, but I, I, you know, I'm a dad, I got like, I'm a cyclist, like all these things. And I just, you know, I, I, I always have that voice in my back of my head just saying like, okay, just keep, keep it cool. You know, have fun. You want to, you want to, we're out here having a great time, but, but I also, you know, I get concerned about that stuff sometimes. Like I don't want something bad to happen. And at the track, it's like, it's on man. Like it's just, it's yeah. a totally different this deal. This is the place. You feel, you know, if you fuck up, that's your deal. Like yep. if you put it in the wall, that's fine. But you're not, the likelihood of you hurting somebody else is yeah. very low. The likelihood of you coming around the turn and there'd be a big F-150 coming the opposite direction in your lane is zero. So, you know, it just, it's, a, it's, it's a, like a revelation. Like it, it's, oh, it's very, I've been spending my entire life lusting after cars and driving cars. I, and this is where yeah, I was meant to I be. I want to haul ass yeah. and I want to do it safely. Yeah. And I want to have nobody telling me, I don't want to have anybody yelling at me. I don't right. want to have anybody like, you know, pissed off. I just want like stokes and high fives yeah. and like, and progress my skill and everything. And so I, I, I get it, you know, and I get it. I get why people are, I get why people get addicted to it and commit so much money to it and everything, because it's, it's really exhilarating. It's really fun. And I'm sure as you progress in the groups and you go faster and you learn, you know, higher limits and everything, it just gets, it gets crazier. And then maybe you do something like spec E 30 or something. Cause you want even more thrill of the, the wheel to wheel, you know, legit racing and everything. And, um, anyway, I really enjoyed it. So I, I didn't know going into it if I was like, right. well, I, is this well, a thing or not? It was part of the question too, is when we were trying to pick a car for you, it came up as part of the discussion, which is, you know, are you going to be the type that's going to get sucked in? Like how much are you going to like this? Right. And are you going to do it again? Or is it kind of a once in a lifetime right. sort right. of thing? And that was kind of going into the thought process. Right. I'm curious now what it, you think, it, you know, I got to be it a honest. slippery slope. Is that how it, you see it? It, it gets me thinking about a lot of things like, okay, I love the 944 for a lot of reasons. Like it's super practical. Like, you know, I have this little sock business and I went up to Radwood, you know, last weekend and all my inventory, my little, my little display and everything, man, it fits, it fits right in the back. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like a douchebag driving it around. Mm-hmm. I gotta be honest. Like it, it, that's a factor for me, like living here in Santa Cruz where, you know, if, sorry, John, if you're driving around in a GT3 RS, like you, you kind of stick out like, you know, Hey dude, John, I love that car, but like, it would be hard for me to, let's I not don't pretend know. you're cross shopping with a GT3 RS. I'm not, I'm not, but like, <laughs> no, I, feel but, I know what you're but, saying, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you're just describing that. The thing is I pull difference. up to a gas station in the 944 and it's like, Oh, dude, I have so many conversations. Yeah, you People get thumbs love up. It. It's stuff. high five. So it's what? Like, what does the track day do to change what you're it, thinking? How you're thinking? I, it makes I, you stuff. think about getting. It makes some me think toy. about having a more capable car. Yeah, and a more modern car, like a Cayman yeah. or something that, um, you know, I think that I could potentially have more fun on the track. Um, 
I don't look. I'm not saying that I. That's I even, funny. Do you happen to have a more modern car, a GTI, that's ready? Well, for, yeah, a couple sway bars. But it's, no. but it's actually not, and, and it also those no, have it like, is. It would be a big difference. Those have traction control. That's like gnarly invasive traction control. I think you can stuff. turn it off you on can't. the Mark Six. Can't. You pull a wheel speed sensor can't off. Can't turn it, it all the way off. Mm. Well, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the GTI, that's not what I imagine as the track car. And, yeah. and it's my reliable car. I don't want to beat that up, uh, it's, it's my opinion. No, I, no. You know, everybody has their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, for instance, something like a Cayman or something like that. But seems, he's talking about like a more of a dedicated track car. Yeah. Too. I, yeah. And, and something that can work on rallies yeah. and things. But, you know, as we've talked about, like some, you know, unless you're, um, you're Phil with the, the Sharkworks GT4, like a Cayman... It doesn't like it doesn't get any like there's no sense of occasion right it's like yeah. I mean it's a great car and everybody thinks it's a very capable car and it's, it can be a pretty car it can be lots of things but it doesn't get the um, you know when I roll up in the 944 it's like it's got presence and it's you know it's it's cool it's vintage it's and, kind of a and, classic now and yeah. I think that um, that part instantly goes away and so you know am I willing to trade that all the all the good feelings that I have about yeah. having a cool 80s fun car well i think it and, gets back to how many track days are you gonna do a year right and right. how many cars do you want yeah like, exactly yeah phil mid-engine punk rock he's got it dialed right so you can maybe he's got add, his super classic he's got his 914 yeah. and he's got his lotus maybe the trick is if you are gonna do them you add a car to your collection right not yeah. replace it right yeah could could be um you know because the 944 actually works well for a marketing tool for you that's great yeah like and, just, and, we did you just showed us pictures of that bike that uh, yeah yeah that the, what's the company called? Yeah. So, um, yeah, cool segue. Uh, oh, well, before we segue completely okay. away from it, um, do you think that uh, you could convince Warren to go to a track day? Oh, he was so anti it on that, on that one podcast? Mm. We don't even need to go into how anti he was. I don't know if you listen regularly, if you heard that, but yeah, I mean, so he what? said he laughed at the fact that an E30 could go to a track day. Oh. I mean, he's, he, you know, to be fair, he was talking about specifically his tires and he's got his whole hangups about getting good tires. But, mm. um, yeah, like is, what, what would you say to someone like Warren who likes driving, enjoys this, uh, hobby, uh, but is hesitant to go to a track. Well, I mean, people do it every day, right? In E30s. It's not like a, yeah, well, I mean, it's a ridiculous thing. argument. So that's not it's unfair a, to have so that. Why is this even a question? Well, I, I, I just, I don't know. Like we never talk about track days. Yeah. on DWA, which yeah, is actually a little crazy, right? Not I mean, really, because we don't do track days. Well, but, yeah, I know. know. So, but here, here, here okay, is but the, the, Mr. This, Horton. This, and he, the scene is really different. Like, when I rolled up, I'm like, oh, these are not necessarily my people. Like, it was a really, you know, versus, like, you know, the crowd at the hotel in Ventura after, you know, uh, day one on the rally, and we're cracking beers, and we're talking story, and we're having a great, like, it's, it was a different crowd at the track day. Like it's a totally different scene. So like, I don't know if I'm what argument I'm making, but well, I'm not, I mean, that, I'm I just mean, kind of opening think they, it for I think these things can coexist. Like I, yeah. like I'm a person that I probably would want to do both. Like I totally yeah. love the rally and I totally like this. And I don't know if I would get so dedicated, like these guys rolling in with their bolt on wings and their compressors and that kind of stuff. I'm not sure that I would go to that <laughs> level of nerdery to master track day but doing three four of them a year yeah. hell yeah it's but, yeah i mean for myself i know i could see doing a track day here and there and i could see 
having a fucking paddle shift car or something like well, a brand new 911 that you do yeah, it in entertainment. I mean, it, it, but then for the rally car, I want I want that older analog right. and nostalgia. And and car. I think you know part of my motivation too was just to improve my skill for going on the rallies. Like yeah, can yeah, I totally. and getting to know my car better in a place that again feels safe, like where I can test those limits and stuff. That was my argument for taking the yeah, 944. Then, then I think you know applying that to backroads driving and like, you know, okay, yeah. you know, things that I learned about, you know, braking and where, where am I, you know, obviously it's a totally different scenario. Well, it's how the car behaves. It's just yes, like, learning about set, you know, getting yeah. that, that weight like in the right place when you're and heavy braking into yeah. a turn, the yeah. tail is going to get light. Yes. You know, you have to brake in the streets. And, and, and I think that, you know, probably the best thing that happened to me was like having that moment where the thing got loose and like, okay, I found, I found out what happens and what that, yeah. you, like, you, you know, you can only have that described to you so much until you have to feel it and experience it. Right. And, and frankly, um, the guy, Luke, the French guy was encouraging people to in a safe spot like turn two where there's lots of runoff is like look try different things see what happens so that you can not just hear my words but feel when you try to turn in too early when you're still on the brakes see what happens to that rear end when you're still when all the weights on the front of the car what's going to happen like you need you can hear me talk about it but until you experience it you won't know what that means and so you know it was cool it was cool that he was he was sort of like look you're in the beginner group. You're going to screw up. And if, again, if you're not screwing up, you're probably not doing it right. So yeah, it was rad. Yeah. I, I can picture a mix. And for me uh, as well, it feels like three, four a year. Mm-hmm. Like that would be awesome. Like yeah. that, you know, three, two or three is a lot actually. Yeah. Um, a lot of people get into it and they're doing it every month. Well, which yeah, is you, you heavy. could see th- there was, it, there was for sure. There was people that were doing 10 to 20 a year. Like yeah. they were fully into yeah. this thing. There's yeah. no other reason that like, they, and it's very easy to get slipped down that slope. And I mean, that's, 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 that's exactly I how, you know, Luke described it. He's like, look, there's going to be, I'm going to divide you into these different groups. There's going to be uh, a few of you that are scared as hell and are never going to come back. That's fine. It's not for you. There's going to be this group in the middle that like, wow, that was really fun. And I'm going to, I would like to do more of those and maybe do three or four a year, probably my group. And then there's going to be like this whole other group is going to go off the deep end and like, buy a new car and like <laughs> start buying, you know yeah, yeah. so yeah, i'm probably in the middle funny. group yeah i'm 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 kind of i like balance and you know in my life like i you know yeah. i don't i don't think i want to get yeah, yeah, yeah a couple of these track days a couple of the rallies a year yeah. like you start I mean, adding all those up yeah. and you know that that's, feels that's like rad. that's a pretty good life yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we're and so you're... lucky in northern california yeah the tracks that we have at our disposal and the back roads that we have right i mean yeah, we, don't gotta, rub we, it in, we definitely have it all right and the mountain biking and cycling roads and all that stuff right so well yeah i mean to have all taquerias to have that and to have a world-class facility like laguna seca literally 40 minutes from my door you know it's pretty it's cool they're doing that many because you know back like back in the day there was barely any track days at laguna seca that was like a really hard thing to come by right and it's cool like how many they're doing right these days you know especially i think with weather tech taking over the track it, now they're, it, they're trying to push it where like every day there's something happening they are busy all the time if you look yeah. at their calendar i mean it's rented out because it used to be like you look at the calendar there'd be like two things no. one month all, two things all month one. long um, um side note we're not doing camping at laguna for the pre-reunion 
I don't know if we've talked about that much. We did talk about it. We had a question well, about not it. Much. Oh, you did. Yeah, we had a question on one of the podcasts a couple yeah. weeks ago. Well, we just haven't talked about it much. I don't know. Just so no one's confused. But it, 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 WeatherTech's gnarly. Like, they kind of they they jack the prices, prices like uh, crazy. Threefold. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And it was and that was already on a... They had jacked the prices up previous to uh-huh. that, too. So it yeah. was just like, you know, we were talking like... When before we were grabbing all the sites and it was like I don't know six hundred bucks or something. It was that was be like last year, yeah. three thousand dollars or something. Wow. Okay. And yeah. it was yeah, just no. <laughs> we tried to think about how we could make it work, but yep. not for very long because so, that, that number was just too crazy. Unfortunately, not happening this year. But man, yeah. I don't know. We were maybe we were we'll, talking about like doing maybe, we'll maybe get cars and coffee and then driving down and checking it out for the day and then coming ah, back. Yeah. I, I don't know if we're gonna do anything. There's formal. so much going on that whole week. It's crazy. I know, it is yeah, pretty yeah. nuts. Um. Man, well, pre-reunion. I want to. I want to get. It. Well, well, it really I, starts there, right? And then it's the whole mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have any car updates myself, but I did drive the 944 to Radwood with three ramps in the back, so cars can go up onto a curb, uh-huh. and enough supplies to build another ramp in another location for cars to go up on a curb. Dang. So with the hatch closed, or with the hatch closed. Wow. And. What else did I have? And I had some other stuff in there too, but I had all that stuff. And then I put together the one ramp on site basically. And I, yeah, put the other one out and, uh, yeah, the 944 swallowed it all up just like it swallowed up all it's, your striped design stuff. So. It's friggin' amazing how cavernous, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, when you fold down the rear seats, it's like, yeah. I think I could sleep back there, man. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. Well, I've yeah, I've slept in the car with the uh, the passenger seat out, and it was actually yeah. quite nice. It's and then um, I, I would say so. Another up, Art and I went to L.A. yesterday. That's crazy. It was just yesterday. Art and I flew to L.A. yesterday at noon. We went to Petrolicious, met up with them because nice. they're going to be promoting Radwood a little. And then, and we were we're gonna have a podcast at some point with Afshin, the founder of Petrolicious. Uh, maybe during Car Week or something. We need to schedule that. But he's gonna be on the DWA podcast coming up, so we talked to him about that when we were there. And then we cruised over to Matt Ferrer's office or yeah, his studio. Did the smoking tire. Um, that was mostly that was like for Radwood mostly. Or yeah, all. And then we went over to Donut Media, did a podcast with them, which you've already listened to, I'm sure. And that was really cool to see everything. Oh, and they had a, I'll post it on our feed, but they had a motorcycle out front with a, uh, the seat was made out of a Mexican blanket. So nice. the most luxurious, <laughs> so most luxuriating nice. gentleman, luxurious yeah. motorcycle ever. And we got a Turo car when we were down there. We got a 2016 Tesla Model S. Mm. Uh, P70. So it's kind of like the base one, uh-huh. but they were all all wheel drive at that point. And uh, yeah, so we picked out it and it had crazy, it had like 90,000 miles on it Whoa. or something. Uh, yeah, so we got that and we kind of switched driving it around. Um, that was, it's very, those are, I, I'd never driven a Tesla before. Uh, the interior definitely didn't hold up very well <laughs> it was pretty tattered uh but also the door panels are like just one piece of um kind of plastic with leather on them i guess and then um uh but yeah it, it drove it they're really big feeling cars like they feel really large right have you you've driven yeah. one in it right yeah, yeah. yeah so our, our friend uh, ryan barrett just got one and so he was just 
you so know. he bought a used one probably yes. what did he get which what, model? what do you what he, do these go for on the used market i've never looked um, at them. i'm trying to remember the price. Like 30k or something no, no more than that i i, I don't I, I don't want to misquote but i, I would yeah. say 45 ish or something okay. somewhere in that range which, do you know which model he has i think it's a 90 oh P, so he has P the faster one i think there's a hundred or something right so it's like probably. just one step down from the ultimate yeah so this one wasn't very fast uh, Ryan's is fucking fast. Like, okay. It blows your mind how fast this yeah. five thousand pound car can go. Yeah, yeah. It's, this it's one crazy. was like, I mean, it was it was quick. It's like five point two to sixty or something, but it's not like it's kind of like nothing to write home about. Yeah, it, was just, it has that electric. Like you could like beat anything off like from a stoplight because right. everything else has to go through a whole process. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely it drove well ish and um it was not a very nice place to be though and the seats were the worst one of the worst seats i've ever been in mm. uh the front seats are really uncomfortable they're almost like uh the the bottoms are really short and they're like round like mm. a mini cooper and uh they don't really have any support or anything yeah. and you kind of feel like if you sat in that car for more than an hour you just want to get get the hell out of that thing so uh, but yeah, it was kind of interesting having a having to go in that car. I mean, it just kind of feels like a car when you're driving, though. It's yeah. very basic, oh, super um, quiet, and like very basic interior mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, it gets me questioning that. Like, I would definitely go like S class or something. Like, wouldn't well, unless I'm going it, the doing a big commute, you know. But a lot of the people that do buy them, I, I think kinda... it it just is is so obvious that um, Tesla's future is in batteries, not in cars. Like, yeah, it just. They've, they've paved the way they've, um, they've, you know, they've done an amazing job of, of being those pioneers, you know, and really breaking through. And now the big guys are ready, but they still kind of need Tesla with the innovations on battery tech yeah, and stuff. Like I, I, I mean, Tesla, don't worry about Tesla. They're going to be fine, oh, yeah. but they're, I don't think their futures in making cars, honestly, because mm-hmm. as soon as, you know, dude, the like, e-tron. And yeah. The I mean, Porsche it's like, it's like, imagine Imagine in what, you know, 2020, what's going to happen to Tesla when all these amazing engineered Porsches and BMWs. Yeah, this car, the the windshield was delamming around all the edges. It's kind of sad, but it's just going to be that beat down, right? But I I think, I don't know. But their battery technology is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it had 90,000 miles on it. It was still yeah, going. I don't so know. Maybe that's... That says something, maybe that's you know? that's not totally true. Uh, but it, it feels like a Prius on the inside, and then it's like, you know, the base price was like 78 grand or something. So yeah. it seems like kind of a lot yeah. for what it, what, what it is, right? As right. of as like, it's like an appliance in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of interesting just like having a go in a Tesla like that. At first, when we picked it up, we like, we're trying to, because everything's controlled on that, that center screen. And we're trying to put it into sport mode and full power and all that stuff. And it was in chill mode. And we knew, and we're trying to click it. And we couldn't do anything because they had it set to chill mode. Oh. Uh, so we had to text the people. And we're like, oh. hey, could you put it in, like, unlock it, basically. Right, like, right. They... They obliged and oh. did it, <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> that's funny. you know, it's kind of like, oh man, of course, tra- our turn Can you please take the restrictor off. plate off? Yeah. Sir? And our turn traction control off right away. <laughs> right. Uh, like right when he got in. Oh, you got in. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it was kind of like, and, and it's weird too, because it's one of those things that are like, oh, it's going to be on the curb, 
you know, just parked on the sidewalk, on the, on the curb, on this street. When you get there, just text me and I'll unlock it for you and the keys and the, and the, you know, oh, really? wow. so, that's wild. Huh? You know, that's yeah, kind of yeah. cool. That's cool. Tech, yeah, like totally. all that stuff. Huh. And, uh, it was just like the key was in the glove box and then we took off. And then when we got there, we're like, okay, we're here. And she locked it up and everything. So, wow. Yeah. It's pretty rad. It's wild. So, um, I think that might be something you can add to any car also. There's probably, I'm sure there's, like, other, I'm not sure if that's, that if that's necessarily Tesla, well, but I'm, that is cool. I'm is. sure like, Mer- I think Mercedes probably has that. And I, know, other, I think like aftermarket stuff. I don't, I don't uh, know. I feel like I've read something, you know, for uh, all this tour, tour, tour stuff. And oh, uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I don't know. This is definitely, I mean, I think it's definitely in the system of the car and stuff. So I don't know, but that would be kind of cool if they had a box like that, I guess, for the turtle. I've heard the Hellcats and stuff, they won't give you the, is it the red key or the red key gives you all the power? Like when you see the turtle listings, it'll be like, you know, 280 a day. And then it's 580 a day if you want the red key. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. So if you want to go do burnouts. Cool. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you want to go ruin the tires, yeah, yeah. you have to buy the tires, yes. basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we went, it was just, you know, it was cool. It was a really short trip and then, uh, flew back to San Francisco last night and got in after midnight, like one o'clock in the morning. Oh, brutal. It's so brutal. And then, and, and that's the one thing where the 944 is my only car now. Ah, yeah. So that's another 944 update. Cause, and I, you know, you have to get in the knife in a, in a 35 year old car and go home at one in the morning tired it's exactly the use case that you don't want yeah and it's not it's san francisco to santa cruz it's not a short drive i I got to admit Uh, like i was pretty torched after radwood last week because it was it was hot and uh 944 my my um ac needs to be recharged Uh uh-huh and it was hot. Yeah. And I was just, and then traffic, like, you yeah, know, yeah. all balled up in Los Gatos before coming over the hill. And I was just like, oh, man, like, wish yeah, I was yeah. in my GTI. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure, know? dude. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you just don't have all the old, modern. Old car life yep. at that point. But, but. And, and to think, like, how much better that is, imagine if you had, like, something a lot of the people in the right. rallies have and stuff that aren't. Like the 944, like rides pretty yeah, comfortably yeah, yeah. and yeah. and it's fairly modern to, compared to a lot of stuff. Dude, right? I was I was coming home from Tahoe last weekend. Yeah, there's a dude. We're sitting in traffic going down 80. They're just in this old ass Bronco, like OG Bronco with no doors, no you know roll cage and freaking it's you know just a canoe on top and it's <laughs> blistering hot. Yeah. We got the AC pumping. Yeah, and it's like dude. That seems miserable. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how, you yeah. know, this is like late 60s car. And this car, is like going home. Going home. From, like, that's yeah, the worst. 2, two 3 p.m. And it's uh, like, dude, you got a long drive ahead of you no matter where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. and that's like that's like a whole other level. And then, yeah, port that over to uh, any of these old uh, sports cars, too. It's like. Yeah, imagine these old alphas so, and yeah. stuff like that. So this was yesterday? This was yesterday. Okay. So I was gone for like. Yeah. What is that? Like 12 hours, 10 hours or 11 hours or something. It was just like in and out. Yeah. But and we were and you all guys got the, two podcasts in. We got two podcasts wow. in and three meetings. It was like, yeah, we were just going. Nice. Dude. Yeah, that is yeah, it was pretty rad, though. Um, and it was cool. Like meeting the donut guys was really cool. And yeah, doing that totally. podcast with them and stuff. And then um, also talking, I've, I've been to Petrolicious like 
one or two times before, mm-hmm. but I've never meet off, met off Sheen, who's the owner of Petrolicious. So it was cool to meet him and talk to him. And uh, he would be really good on the podcast. So I look forward to having yeah. him on. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, what's up? Is there more to tell about this meetings and stuff? Like, you know, like Not as really, far as man. like, is the Petrolicious place cool? Like, do they I have mean, a rad setup or so, what? Y- yeah. Th- I mean, all these places in, in LA area, like this is a Culver City kind of area. They're always they're they're all kind of the same they're like like the the donut place is a quonset hut that was a dojo before they were in there and it's just Which sounds some, as unique as it gets it's cement the floors they have a couple places for they have cars parked in there they have you know like the front has a big garage door and then there's like little offices built out on the side kind of like we're in right now but smaller and uh in the back it's just like kind of like a creative space with eight desks and people working on computers basically and like we got there there was just like eight people just like editing videos you know or 10 people they have like 18 full-time employees i think and they have a little kitchenette and all that stuff it's just you know and petrolicious is basically the same it's just a little it's like a you know, corrugated steel building. I think I forget what it down a little alley down a little weird alley. You've been there, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And and they have a couple alphas in there and all the, it's sad because like they're pretty rad too. And they're all like, they're kind of dusty. And one of the tires is flat. Oh no. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Oh, he's got to come out on the rally. The cool thing is Sarah was there. Oh, Teal's wife. Oh, what? Yeah. Who, you know, Teal and Sarah do like all of our rallies and they're 924. So Sarah works for Petrolicious. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She got a job there. I don't know, two years ago or something. Mm -hmm. It was definitely after we met her. Um, yeah interesting but yeah so but they she, live up here don't they they do so i know she does like a she works from home and yeah yeah works from home and I'm, then works I'm, there sometimes hey sarah what's up let's do this stripe deal come on oh yeah yeah you <laughs> working gotta on that, that with petrolicious yeah yeah sarah's super cool so i talked to her for a while and they've been working on the 928 because teal has a 928 oh. and they've been like going doing the interior together like she's been helping him yeah and uh i love driving with teal too we have we have a great time yeah he's, yeah, fun. he's, he's a good good rally partner and then he has a but if she said they'll probably take the 924 and then they have a little honda acti truck as well huh. and uh uh cheyenne from petrolicious was t- trying to get the or to bring the acti on the rally mm-hmm. no nope. that i said that no. was the worst idea ever <laughs> <laughs> don't do so that it's a tiny thing right it's yeah, yeah it's those little tiny yeah, uh yeah. key k trucks or whatever yeah. Like uh, Clark Sopper has. Yep. Yeah. And Cheyenne, he was on the podcast before. That was, was probably the first time you've seen him since, right? Uh, maybe. Actually, I saw him at Petrolicious when we picked up Art's car, his oh. NSX. That was the last time I saw him, yeah. I think. So that was a it, long time ago. It would be interesting like eight cars ago. to have a little photo book or some sort of article that goes and takes photos of these spaces of like the new automotive, uh-huh. like journalism, it would be whatever, cool. you know, cause it's like, yeah. they're unique. Like the bring a trailer office, race service, race service. They're like uh, unique spaces. Cause they're motoring club down in Marina. Oh, Del yeah, motoring club. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. friends with, with Michael Repetti. Mm-hmm. I stopped in when I was down there in LA like a month ago. Yeah. And his partner, I don't know if you guys knew this, if you guys have heard of motoring club in LA, but it's, <laughs> 
again, it's one of these kind of crazy businesses where they like just started. Yeah. So they're, they're we, like, I had talked to him at the Haggerty party like okay. two years ago, and he had mentioned we were we were talking about actually doing some live podcasts mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, so, it's a cool space. Yeah. It's again, it's like one of these kind of big warehouse spaces that's like people come and you know like freelancers come and work. They have like work yeah, from there. It's almost kind of like this. Like it yeah, has a little, a little bit like this vibe, yeah. but, but it's all in one building, and they have a little couch set up. Some people are yeah. on like laptops. They, they host and, events and things. Yeah. But his partner is this guy uh, Ryan Finney, who's a uh, active IndyCar racer. Oh wow! Which is a trip. So I met him when I was there. And then here's another trip for you uh, local Bay Area people. Ryan Finney's parents own Baja Cantina, which is sort of like the classic <laughs> watering hole for you know the spot to go the spot for Car, car Week. week. Yeah. <laughs> and they also own another restaurant in Monterey called Turn Twelve. So I got to hang out with him, and that's awesome. And uh, he's super cool. And then Indy is coming back to Monterey to Laguna Seca for the first time in I don't know how long, but a long ass time. Yeah. So that's pretty rad. Um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the whole world. I mean, every you know, people always talk about, but every the whole automotive space is really tiny, mm-hmm. and it's like we were talking about the guy uh, Matt Levin who r- runs Donut Media is friends with like my one of my best friends from childhood, Ezra, who <laughs> you know lived on my street, and we would you know hang out every day and have slumber parties every weekend. You know, it was like, and that's how I got connected with donut media was through him so and it's and just like yeah ezra makes this connection but and ezra's two, not a car guy at all and he and it just happens to be a perfect fit yeah. right like yeah, yeah. totally in the same world yep. you talk to you you guys are gonna hit it off in a yeah. way you know and do your podcast or whatever yeah that's super funny yeah it's it's so random and then um like lately for radwood we're going to uk in a in a week or two or in a week and we're going to cap. We're talking to the people from Caffeine Machine. Uh, do you know who the co-owner of Caffeine Machine is? It's Tom Ford. Whoa! Yeah, the designer. Wait. Yeah, the designer, well, and he makes saying. movies too, right? Wow. Then he he made. Uh, I forget the movie, but it was actually really good. It's just interesting, like all these connections, even like just people that are in the automotive space that you wouldn't think. Right. Too. Yeah, uh, that is. It's a, it's a cool cool world and, and you realize how small it is too right like i'm sure people in the midwest are watching these donut media media videos and oh my god this is so you know crazy and then you go there and it's just this little quonset hut yeah. and same with petrolicious you know there's like sarah's bringing stuff back to her desk to like ship out right you know to someone that just bought someone on something online right. yeah and it's, it's just a lot like, more hands-on than yeah you it's expect. just like tiny operations yeah. you know like it's it's really cool that's how it works these days yeah yeah i like it though yeah super cool yeah Um, Yeah, i mean they're like little yeah little dream spaces basically uh you get to mix media and cars and you know you're actually working somehow making income that's (laughs) that's kind of the trip that i'm like so how are these people making like i just i can't it doesn't always add up well but i mean i i don't think you mentioned it on the podcast but during the podcast that you did with donut you said the guys you before we started recording you said they were high-fiving because oh yeah they hit a million views like within nine hours yeah on the new corvette video that's That's real yeah yeah that's real stuff yeah that's like that's like that's income yeah exactly right earballs yep um 
Oh, did you have more on that? What about or? the smoking tire? How was that? Did you guys go? Was that in the new studio? No, no, they don't have that built out yet, right? It's almost done. So I, yeah. I, I'm excited to go to that at some point. But yeah. we were just at the old studio where I've been a few times. And uh, it was cool. It was just Matt and Art and I. So we were just shooting the shit Dang. for an hour and a half. It was like, it was really fun. I mean, it's always fun. And the more, you know, I think I've hung out, hung out with Matt Farah like, I don't know, six times now. So it's kind of, you know, the rapport is better every time, you know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, it's you're easier. just kind of talking yeah. like yeah. we do here about cars. Yeah. So yeah, it was really cool. Um, and it was really fun where, you know, time just kind of flew by and when it was done, we're like, Oh, that was good. Like that's, that's rad. We're done. That's cool. And, and, and did just, you guys do like live questions and stuff? Um, they did. They asked, yeah, there yeah. was live. John Jesse was asked a question. <laughs> he asked, uh, First gen mini van on Swampers or C4 Corvette on bags? <laughs> <laughs> that was the question. Good question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have to listen to that podcast to find the answer, I guess. Did, did they post it up yet? Or, or, no, I so that... I think it's posted up next week, but they do. It, it's it live. live. Yeah, it's live but on it's... YouTube. Is it still on YouTube? No. no. Yeah. So it's only it live could, on YouTube yeah. and then it disappears. It's just live. Right. And then when the podcast is released next week, it'll also be on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it gets, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool way to do it. Um, something, you know, we're looking at getting back into doing video on this podcast soon. Yeah. Again. Yeah. 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 You know, we, yeah, did, we should use we a model a, like that. We did a couple. Yeah. Um, I think we did like three or something. Now you've, you've got this epic space to show off. Exactly. That's part of the thing. Yeah, like yeah. that's the reason, yeah. you know, the reason to jump into something is where we not only to show to off, a, but actually room to have a camera. We literally get us all on the picture. We literally did not have a place to put a camera no. in the old place. Yeah. We, so we have to talk about your experiences last week, right? Which ones? Well, Bring let's it down. go. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we've talked a lot about Laguna Seca this episode, but, um, so, uh, uh, folks who don't know, I run a sock business called Stripe Design. It's all motorsports-inspired socks. I believe it's Stripe. It is. Fucking <laughs> 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 bastard. Um, I actually owned something on one of the ad reads or something. I was, like, doing an ad for you. Yeah. And uh, I kept saying Stripe Designs. Yeah. It's just I'm design. S- it's just one design. Yeah. Uh, no, but there's lots of designs. But yeah. um, Two eyes, no S. Yeah. Uh, one S on the beginning, no, no S on the end. But uh, hey, I was well, I, I'm really stoked to announce no that um, I landed Laguna Seca store as an account. And oh yeah, yeah, it was great. So yeah, pretty stoked. So they took uh, three of my inline styles, let's call it, and then they we're doing. Um, we started with three, but we're going to add another one, four custom styles that are just unique to Laguna Seca store. It was like an 800 pair order, which was pretty rad for me. Oh. When you say inline, you mean inline like, skates. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> yes. Oh, that's a good idea for styles. A that, styles that you can find like, with, with the wheels on the side. Like, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, Serious. Yeah. What I mean is just stuff that you can find on the right. Stripe website. Yeah, yeah. But thanks for clarification on that. <laughs> Dad joke. Um, so uh, so anyway, uh, all the inventory for Laguna Seca arrived yesterday. And just in time to be all stocked up and merched out for the Monterey Car Week and everything, nice. you know, which is rad. So I'm really happy about that. That's awesome. So yesterday morning, um, I was cruising the Gram, and I follow uh, Johnny Lieberman from Motor Trend on uh, Instagram. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. How rad will it be after Car Week if you get that call? It's like, 
We sold out of everything. Oh, yeah. We need to make another order. Hell yeah, dude. ASAP. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, for Keep sure. Going. I mean, that's, I'm living for that <laughs> stuff right now. It's great. So, uh, so anyway, um, I see that uh, Johnny Lieberman and the Motor Trend crew is at Laguna Seca. I'm like, huh, what's going on? And then, you know, it's, I, I think they call it um, their best driver's car. Best driver's car, yeah. Issue or something like that, yep. right? So he's there with uh, Jethro from their Head to Head series and like all the folks, right? Randy. Randy Popes. Yep. And yeah, and it's on. So I'm like, huh, I wonder if I like, this is going to be pretty rad. Like if I can go down there and just, you know, poach this thing. So, um, so I go do my, uh, stripe business and drop off the socks with the store. And then I text, uh, Lieberman because, um, I've done a collaboration project with, with Johnny. So I know him a little bit and, and, um, and so, uh, so yeah, he texts me right back. He's like, hell yeah, dude, come on over. I'm like, whoa. So, you know, cause this was like when, when, when we were going into the Laguna Seca, uh, track area there was security and stuff like confidential like yeah yeah. like you can't yeah like you can go to the store but you're not allowed over in the paddock area and stuff wow cool access i'm all right all right you know because like this is their their big dude this is like i mean they this is a big budget yeah oh yeah it was it's, massive. It's like, like the amount of, and I saw I saw the pictures you were posting on Instagram, and I was like, "Dude, how? <laughs> yeah, did dude. ever get in there?" So, so, um, and I had my son with me, which was awesome. Nice. Like, yeah, oh, so, that's cool. You yeah, didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my uh, my ten year old, who's a car nut, uh, was, yeah, he was out go karting with us. Yeah, before. yeah. So he came with, and um, so I mean, we were there right in the pits, and I um, I promised Johnny that I won't uh, reveal. Um, the lap times. Um, but let me tell you that uh, they were there to uh, do the business in the cars that they had. I mean, selected. I'll tell you the lap times. They were all faster than the 944. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were significantly faster, yeah. Um, but so, so I showed up when, when, when we were rolling in, they were doing, they had a camera car, which was like a, a Subaru WRX or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it is a WRX. Yeah. Set up with a big boom, you know, to do camera, uh, on track camera stuff. And they had the new uh, 992, uh, 911. Yellow, which, right? which yellow, bright, bright yellow 911, which um, personally I'd only seen at the LA Auto Show kind of on a stand and under lights and everything. So, you know, it was the first time to really see it more in, in normal context. So that was pretty rad to kind of get up and close and be up up close to it and walk around and kind of. And there's almost got to be a sense of like, like thick anticipation. Like you know, these are cars that are, these are here to do a single job. Like this is their time to shine. Oh right? yeah. Like yeah, cars yeah. don't have personalities or anything, but that car is representing totally. all of the others for and, Porsche. And let me tell you giant the magazine. investment, not just from the Motor Trend crew, but from the brands. Like, they had full staff. Like no, Por- this has become like a big thing. Por- Porsche had full interesting full Porsche people there. So they had giant Porsche trailers. No, no, no. In but and- they had staff like okay. a, like a full team of people. So like I don't. I think it was last year and the year before maybe. But Corvettes have had problems even like mm. getting laps around the track. Okay. So they've had like trouble com- yeah. complete competing basically. And I don't. I think it might have been last year they had to like pull the Corvette mm. and be like, okay, it couldn't complete the laps around the track. Like Randy wow. didn't feel safe or something. Oh wow. Uh. So, but yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. Like, and I I don't think Corvette sends a team out there to like be like, oh this is what's wrong you know and I, I remember cars have had like a dead shock or something and right if if that's your you know if this is like the big this is a thing like 
as far as like me- car media goes, I look forward to this. Yeah, it's an it's like this. I love they 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 drop the lap times every day. They drop they release like three cars oh, okay. just the lap around the track yeah yeah and then they have the big shootout and then they have the big dr- world's right. greatest drag race right it's a pretty cool it's thing pretty cool. so anyways so, go on so uh yeah so the the star of the show was the uh senna the mclaren senna and so uh my son and i rolled in literally right as randy popes is getting into the car oh, wow. to go do you know to bust out like five laps and like right. go for it right right like, and um he's he has the current track record uh, driving the 911, the GT2 RS. And I can tell you the lap time of that, which is in 128.3, I believe. 128.3 is my recollection. Um, And what they were trying to do was see if the the, uh, Senna could beat that time and we'll wait to find out I guess, you will have to wait because I, I promised uh, Johnny I wouldn't tell uh, what <laughs> happened yeah but I will tell you that uh, we got to watch the laps as he was busting them out and it was rad because they have a screen in the in like the uh, you know right as right where we were at in the in the paddock area for the Lexus thing yeah they had that all set up for their best driver's car thing and you know they had a a monitor going and they could track him around the track to see how he was doing against the lap record and all that oh that's cool it was pretty badass yeah and then um this was the coolest thing was that and if you check my instagram i tried to be a little discreet about it but um there's a big crowd around the senna when randy pulls into the pits and i would like my son and I were there. He's, he flips open the door and like all the microphones go right at him. Okay, Randy, give us your impressions. Yeah. You know? And he, he talks about the experience. Like, I mean, we were like 10 feet away from him. That's cool to hear. It's actually like all legit. Oh, like, dude, right it was there so legit. And, and yeah. it, like, he, he's like, man, this thing is a beast. It's got two personalities because Laguna Seca has high speed turns and really low speed turns. And he's like... The high speed turns, all the arrow works great. Like the downforce is amazing, you know, but in the, in the low speed turns, it like it's, it's not really made for that. And like the car gets, is a handful. Like he was really describing, like he's got, it's like, this thing is really two different personalities, very different than the GT2 RS, which is according to Randy, you know, more consistent, like yeah. more predictable, more, you know, just it's a little more easier. Like a pussycat, yeah. A little easier and he's like this thing is a beast like it was it's like it's really fast and re- but really gnarly very physical to drive it and the downforce is just ridiculous i've heard the most impressive thing about that car is just the brakes yeah so oh, like the they, i've yeah. seen it test against yeah. other stuff right, it's right. kind of close but it's just the braking is so insane. he talked specifically about coming into the corkscrew and i was like you know, thinking back to my moment and he's like, he's like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm going to make it. And like the thing just stuck and made it, you know? And, uh, so it was, it was just, it was so cool to see like a driver of that caliber and to hear just his very first impressions getting like literally the door flipped open and all the microphones get shoved into the car and, and he's just delivering the message like right fresh. I mean, literally just pulled into the pits. It was so badass. And like, that's really cool. cool. I'm talking to my 10 year old. I'm like, dude, like, yeah, you don't, I don't know if you realize how rad this is. (laughs) This is like, this is insane. I mean, you guys literally could be in the videos. I I mean, I don't know, maybe, but so the cool thing about the best driver's car is that it is driver's car. 
so they do the track times and everything, but then they go take That's it out. That's only on, one component. Yeah, it's only yeah. one component. Then they go take it out on the roads, and it's like, what feels best? And one of the sections they use is a section that we use on most of our coastal range rallies. Mm. And it's this, like, really good stretch. And they basically close down the road, and uh, they yeah. run it up and back. Right. So that they're really able to check, check it on the road. And a car that's, like, great on the track might be yeah. kind of, like, shitty you know shitty on the road or a car that's great on the road they think is awesome might fall apart on the track you know so it's kind of cool all that kind of stuff and yeah. it's um it is kind of like you know it's like all about you know they get into like steering feel and composure and all yeah. that stuff which I, is kind of cool it felt super legit to me and very authentic like the approach to it was was really cool and obviously it's a big production you know lots of camera people and all these things and all these tech people but this I, i'm trying to remember the selection of cars there's a um an aston martin the dbs super Legera, which is that's a wicked looking car it really is mm-hmm. is fierce um the Lamborghini Urus. However oh, say that's that funny. That was, that was kind of weird. I don't know why that, but um, there was the M2. Uh-huh. Um, there was the, whatever the, the latest big coupe thing is. The Is it 8? Oh, the 8 Series yeah. BMW? Yeah. yeah. Eight? Yeah, eight? the big, the big eight? one. I don't eight? know, whatever that coupe is. It's too big, and I don't, I don't pay attention. Yeah, to yeah. It, but Mustang of some kind. Maybe? Mustang, um, GT350, Shelby, kind of a purple thing. It okay. was, you know. Um, the McLaren 600 LT. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? 992. 992. Carrera S. Carrera S. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into that for a second because th- I think that we'd, I think Lane and I, we, we'd only seen it at the LA Auto yeah, Show. Yeah, I saw it at LA Auto yeah, Show. Yeah, so it was my first time seeing it, you know, a little bit more and, out in yeah. the wild, right? And, um, I mean, you know, it's, I think the photos generally have captured it pretty well, where some uh-huh. cars I feel like I really need to experience it yeah. in person to understand some subtleties. But but really, the form on a 911 is pretty simple. There's yeah. not a lot of complex, you know, sculpture and things going on. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's a couple little subtle things um, that um, that maybe you you notice more in person. But overall, I mean... It's a 911. It's, it's, yeah. it's good. It's yeah, really the, nice. I mean, that third brake light sucks. So, and there's some yeah, detailed I, stuff. Like, I, I don't like I the front end on the base model. It's too much like just one big open mouth. Why? Okay. The third the third brake light. Why? That's why I just well, have to tell ask. me. I have to look it up. Uh, they, yeah, they've made, look they've it up. made such a big deal about it. It's why? Yeah, it's not good looking. Why did they do they, that? They've made a big deal about Porsche it. Porsche has has no. I mean, they're not. I don't know if they're um, from the stylists, the designers. It's such a emphasized yeah. it to the level it's that it's polarizing. just weird. Like why? I don't get it. Yeah, it pisses me off. Honestly. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, you. Know, it's like, terrible. You don't want to. You don't want to like something like that to stand out. Why would you that, want to highlight that? No, that's something things. you want to hide. Yeah, and they could have just integrated it right into the grill. You don't even want to be able to see it. It's so, silly. so the one thing you could do, what if you put like a black tint yeah. over that, like, like especially over the top, like part a total of it? blackout? It, it's, it, I don't know. To me, it's ridiculous. And then, okay, so there's that, and then the shifter, it, yeah, a little tiny little it is, weird. Thing. It's like sixty percent the size that it should be. And it looks yeah. like a, a electric razor from the '80s. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it. Like, why did they do that? Like, it, it doesn't look like it doesn't look ergonomic at all. It doesn't look like you want to touch it. It looks like it's gonna like scrape skin off your palm of your hand when you grab it. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't get that. It's weird. I don't know. 
Yeah, and there's no reason for it. It's not like you need real estate like, up there. Don't you like want a big kind of roundish and like yeah, yeah you want you it know, to be ergonomic for your hand, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I, come on. I man. mean, I guess if it's weird too because it's almost like not small enough to be like a Ferrari's. Mm. You know, the 430 has a little T handle and it's like very delicate and dainty. It's a tweener. Yeah, it's like it's, a, just, it's weird. just a weird I size. Don't get it. I don't and I don't like huh. it. And I'm not totally convinced by the very square front grill that you mentioned. Like it's, it's so just, bad. I don't no, know. No, it's just all black. That yeah. big mouth, and it, it looks cheap. Yeah. And uh, uh, Panameras are doing that. Yeah, it's part of the sort of the the latest. It's like the DNA, new DNA. You know? yeah. But um, I also I still don't like the vertical grill grills on the back. Yeah. I I, I think a. I think a car like that, you want it to look wider. Wide. Yes. Yeah. And you don't want to like make it look tall. And I just, um, I understand it's like supposedly cools better, but right. I mean, I don't think 911s ever had a, like have had a problem with cooling. Right. So, so but what do you think I'm, about that? I'm just catching up on, you know, looking at the images of the shifter. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird. It's weird. Yeah. You see it's the weird, rear, how about the rear? It's a little stub. What do you think about the rear brake light? <laughs> I, I'm not offended by it. I, I yeah. I just, Look at that on that one. It's just like it's. Oh, out. I'm sorry. It's the third brake light. So I was looking at the stripe going no, all the way no, across. No, no, no. It's a third the third brake light on the grill. Like why? And it's just like too emphasized, right? Why? Don't do that. It's weird. That was like the. That is super weird. It's, so I didn't even know. I wasn't even looking for that in the I, pictures. And I, I just, it's like things you can't unsee. What the fuck? Yeah, when you see it, you just go like, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. And like, Porsche, you know, you want it to be. Like edited, kind of refined, purposeful, utilitarian at some level. Yeah. And that just feels odd to me. It's just tacked on. Um, I must say the interior, though, just look, besides the shifter, it looked really beautiful. Like the quality of the interior yeah. was amazing. I really yeah. wanted to get in it's the a place car. place you just want to hang out. I wanted in. to get in the car and drive it. I really yeah. bad. Um, so anyway, what a what an awesome kind of spontaneous experience. No, um, it's so and rad. It's, it's rad to have friends like guys like Lieberman that I could text and like all of a sudden get this backstage pass to the it was literally morning of is that no what? like i saw i, I didn't was i had no idea i just yeah. happened to be going down to laguna sega that day to deliver socks and yeah. and they were there doing their thing so funny. and so That's i just rad. it just worked out eric, eric you're a designer so tell me what do you think about the okay here's the thing i'm really annoyed by with like newer porsches for one i hate the big front openings yeah on the gt cars like yeah. it's like i understand it's for cooling and stuff but i feel like there's probably ways to get away from that like huge openings um orifices but what do you think about this element this is not great podcast fodder i know that but they do this so they have a black chin spoiler and it continues up to the fender flare and it yeah. <coughs> what do you think about that? Well, I think when you have uh, black elements that interrupt the wheel arch. They interrupt the flow yes. of the wheel arch. And Aston Martin is guilty of this as well with um, one of their models. Yeah, I see. And, and if, you, if you stand back and you look at the side profile of the car, it really, it really disconnects the, the wheel and fender, like the arch yeah. relationship. And again, like the Aston Martin's as a, a big offender on. I don't. I can't remember which model it is. It's the, I don't know, DBS. Not not the not the Superleggera one that uh -huh. I was talking about. But, but it's the new car. But yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's like the wheel arch gets interrupted, and it yeah. just it really ruins the flow. And yeah. so you want that wheel arch just encapsulating. I mean, the wheel. all I want is that part painted. Yes. 
Uh, you know, I, it, look at it. Everyone's which, listening. Which model is it? Look, uh, GT2 RS. So I believe a GG3 RS doesn't have that. I think I, I don't remember. And, but and really, you know, to me, my the best looking one right now to yeah. me is just the GT3. Yeah. And I got to say, if I'm having a GT3, I'm putting the wing on it. I like the GT3. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I like the Turing. I, I agree. I, I would, obviously I would take a Turing, but it, I like the wing. Yeah, I think I it looks well. I see so many Tourings now, and I just pass them, and I kind of don't know their GT3s. Yeah, and in a way, I'm like, if you have GT3, I don't want to know. I like I like a GT3 in like fashion gray, like yeah. just. Isn't oh, that funny though? Because that's one of the, I feel like that's one of those things. It's like you covet what you can't have, mm. and it's like for a point, you know, for a while there, it's like, oh my god, they're building a 911R for the masses. How rad is that? Right. And then it's like, oh well, it would be kind of the GT3 was pretty cool, the big wing. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, yeah. I uh, call our friend Colin with the nine. Colin Hill, he yeah, has yeah. a 912, he's on all our rallies and stuff. He hit me up the other day and he's like, should I put fog lights on the 912 or not? And I'm like, well, if your car had didn't have fog lights and you put them on, I'd probably say like, oh, that looks awesome. Yeah. And if your car had fog lights and you took them off, I'd say, oh, that looks really good. Like, it's, it's like... And if it was my car, I'd put the fog lights on and be like, oh, that looks killer. And then I get tired. You know, I'd, one day I'd be like, oh, I'm going to take them off. Be like, oh, it looks so much better. Like, it, you yeah. know, it's just like, it's a, it's a product of, yeah. like they look, it looks good both ways. Right. And I think that's the way it is with a lot of these, um, these forbidden fruit cars too. It's like, I think we get a little hung up on like the rare, the scarcity of us seeing them. And then people over there are like, oh, that's just a, what's it called? You know, whatever car model it is. And same with us here where people from other lands get excited about stuff we have. And we're like, oh, you mean that whatever, you know, Mustang that we see every day? Like, you know, just not a big deal to us. Makes sense. It does make sense. And I'm trying to, uh, what I'm trying to think about is, uh, I, I, it's sometimes you I almost that discussion almost is an indicator of like, uh, you're getting like to the point of getting a little too nerdy and too many choices. Like it's losing the like form follows function yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe the question for Colin is, does he need, does he need fog lights for what he's doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then that's the answer. And, uh, you know, a lot of stuff is like change for change. It's like, right. You start getting that, yeah, yeah that point remember, where you're like going back and forth on these details that could go either way. It mm -hmm. doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. you know, with, um, a lot of cars, like people take the Amber off, like they'll take the Amber little front turn signals off yeah. and they'll replace it with red or whatever it is. And then it's funny because like all the 914 guys or a lot of them, Save 914s the came, no, 914s came with zero amber in the back. So they were just red with white. Mm. And then what they do is they get the French ones, which have amber corners because that's something we didn't yeah. get in the States. Yeah. Right. It, it's just, it's so funny, you know, like, yeah. and then 914s had all orange front, um, front turn signals or whatever they are, driving mm -hmm. lights, I guess they're turn signals. What are, are they turn signals? Yeah. And um, what people would do there is they get the French ones, which are half clear, half oh, yeah. half orange. And it's like, in half. a way, you're kind of like, 
Wait, maybe the American one's better because it's just a simple, like, right. clean. But you covet what you can't have. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. I just like sometimes I think about that stuff and I'm right. like, wait, do I like that because I actually like it, or do I like it just because it's, <laughs> it's the you know, less common? Yeah, and I think everyone's like yeah. guilty of that mm. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I w- I wonder why. Uh, th- there's got to be a, a design reason why Porsche did do the, on the GT2 RS where they did do that black section right there. I, wonder, I don't I wonder what the just for, maybe just, maybe the material just trying to the material separate sort of it. A, it's like a the, it is a one piece. Yeah, it's like the, so the sort of snap on uh, lip chin yeah. spoiler, and then it goes up the the. So what they bit. would do in in the past is they would have the chin spoiler as one piece. They would have that little fender section as another piece right. that's painted. Right. And and then they would have the well, other fender paint. That's why I I like the GT3. It's a more pure like. It's a pure shape. Obviously, obviously, the GT2 RS is an amazing beast of a car. Yeah. But aesthetically, like graphically, it's all chopped up. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like how many different, you know, it's carbon this and that, yeah, and yeah. holes all over the place and this. And that's why the, the GT3 has like the perfect stance. The, the flares are just yeah. dialed. Like it's all monochromatic and it's just a more beautiful car. Yeah. I mean, it just is like, I guess at that point you're getting into like a race car. It's it, that's total form of her function. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, dude, like right. at that point you're like, we're just putting big, big fenders. We're putting the biggest gills because we want to put the most air yeah, in and, it, and, it, and, and it's cool in a different way. But yeah. I do think that, you know, that is a street car yeah. um, sold to the public and they could paint, Right. They could make a separate piece and it would be just as faster on the ring. And I just aesthetically, I find it like it, it like freaks me out. It's one of those things where like ADD kicks in right. kind of where I where I see a, a flow stop like mm. that. And I'm like, ah, why? Dude? I, I would guess that there's it's it's hard on a Porsche to differentiate from the different models and they're they they look for different ways to for make sure. it stand out and yeah, no yeah. Doubt. I, the argument is probably that you could do that without like visually disrupting lines and stuff mm-hmm. hopefully but yeah. yeah yeah well you know what I just realized that I didn't get any trivia oh, oh shit damn Dude, I was counting on you guys I for totally that. screwed up oh, shit. and I didn't, I didn't bring in a little trivia kit Oh, oh Warren right. Warren is going to be so pissed. I know. Blowing it. I wonder if I can find someone. Something. I got I got one more thing just to Yeah, to, yeah, when you're doing pimp, that I'm going to look for real something. Quick. Um so I know not all of you all um ride ride bikes in addition to driving cars out there, but there is there is definitely a riding while awesome uh sub sub crew that <laughs> there's several uh several of us. Um I myself am uh am, I feel like a lot of the people who I go know, on the rally and, are and really bike, and cyclists and... love love gear and love tech yeah. and, and they love like love cars too. So Hopefully we can all uh, figure out how to go get along. But um, so I've done uh, with Stripe, I've done several collaboration projects with the Sox. Um, and I've got a friend who uh, runs an amazing uh, uh, bike company called Factor. Check them out. Um, Factorbikes.com. Beautiful bikes. Really the pinnacle of road bike technology. And uh, last time I saw him, he's like, man, I love what you're doing with the socks. Why don't, why don't you do a, uh, a custom stripe graphic for one of our road bikes? And we'll, we'll do it up. We'll paint it. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do a little cross promotion. We'll promote it on the factor bike side. And, you, you know, you can 
promote it on Stripe and just see what happens, you know, and just see if we can get these worlds kind of mixing up. And, um, and so, yeah, so it was great to, uh, to apply. I, I decided to do a martini, martini inspired livery on the, on my uh, factor road bike. And so if you head over to uh, stripedesign.com uh, and look under collaborations, you can see a really great uh, photo gallery of, um, of the final product. It turned out awesome. Um, it's just, it's just absolutely yeah, it's super stunning. good looking, and I love the photos of it on the 944. Yeah, it totally so uh, white so the, the stripe uh, project 944. If you haven't seen it yet, it's got martini stripes um, on the side, and so um, I got this cool uh, suction cup um, uh, bike rack, so I can attach the factor bike to the 944, and it just looks it looks perfect super cool so it's super cool and so it's just a just a fun project um factor bikes is willing to make more of these if if there's interest so um you know hit me up at uh, uh info at stripedesign.com if you uh, if you check it out and you've got any interest in finding out more about it but um really fun uh for me personally to blend kind of my two passions you know cycling and and uh and motorsport and, and car related stuff and have it come together so uh elegantly and uh, so well executed um turned out really really well so yeah please check it out let me know what you guys think and um and that so uh and i will give another plug for striped socks uh oh yeah Eric, as you know uh so i i am here and there going full marie condo and trying to get rid of stuff that doesn't what i forget what she says make me happy or something <laughs> um and uh, so recently I switched over to full sock drawer of Stripe socks. Full full drawer full. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so. That's it and that's all? That's it. That's it and that's full all. Full commitment. Yeah. Whoa. So it does a couple things. Like there's no decision making which sock I'm going to wear. It's literally, uh, they're all the same ones or uh, the CN36s. Whoa, really? And I, I went with black <laughs> ones because um, it's just a little bit better for, you know, it's like business sock stuff, you know, uh, and it blends in and, it, you know, yeah. uh, th that works for me. Um, and so I can mix and match all my CN36s, but, uh, I can report back that now that I've been doing it for a little while, I freaking love it. Nice. Dude. Like it's an interesting, so they're like technical socks yeah. basically. Yep. Um, at first I was, uh, I, I realized right after getting them like, Oh no, I'm going to have to be careful like yeah. walking around the, the house in my socks like no, i no, walk no. out on the deck i walk in the garage out front usually and i yeah i just think you know socks are kind of a consumable and, yeah. I'm, and I, I was like oh maybe i'm gonna worry about these but i found i mean they're pretty durable yeah yeah, yeah. they breathe super well yeah um so I've even used them. So I was, you know, like on the beach, you know, you get off the beach and you got sandy feet. And if you don't have sandals, you got to wipe, scrub your feet off and, and put put it on a shoe. These things are interesting and in that they don't like you can put them on a sandy foot. I've found and it's not that bad. It's hmm. almost like it breathable in that way. It wasn't exactly like, what I was going for, but good to report back. I, would, <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect it as part of the test yeah. matrix, but right. uh, I, I feel like they're, they're like a more sturdy sock that you can tell is going to like hold up around your ankles yes. for a long the, time. You know, my, my background is in performance product in, in, yeah. in product design. And so yeah. it's hard for me just to do like a, sort of a dumb dumb like I, like it's to me it's more than just color and graphics like so these things you know they're they're made from 
recycled moisture wicking fibers. You know, they, the, if you want to get super nerdy, you know, the way it works is the, the, the moisture from your foot transfers through the fabric to the outside of the fabric of the sock. And then it, it dissipates and dries quicker than like a cotton sock, for instance. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. And then it's got built in, you know, elastic that gives it that kind of like a little bit of a compression feel. Uh That's all, that's all on purpose. And Uh, you almost wear into them too. Like when I break break them out of a package, you know, it's a bit tight, but then within a few wears, it's like they stretch out. Right. And yeah, it's like, it's just one of those simple pleasures kind of. And it's like to upgrade my entire kit, you know, costs a certain amount of money, but I I blow a few hundred bucks here and there. This is something like I like use it every day. That's awesome. It feels worth it to me. Well, I almost exclusively wear stripe design socks as well. Nice. I'm wearing my Coastal Range Rally socks today. Nice. And uh, which ones? Uh, the the last ones. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, then uh, I don't we got know. some more uh, for you, rally participants. Yeah, those are coming up. Stripe those Design is uh, is a sponsor of the event again. Yep. So and the colorway is pretty rad. The color uh, Lane did some amazing art, yeah. so uh, I uh, was able to interpret that a little bit to mm-hmm. uh, work great on the on the sock pattern. And, nice. Uh, I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. So yeah, those will be uh, those will be coming. Um, yeah. True. And pretty psyched on that. And just if anybody out there uh, wants to give uh, give some Stripe socks a try, um, I do have a discount code going to uh, sort of celebrate the launch of the factor um, martini livery bike so uh, at checkout when you're when you're checking out on stripedesign.com uh, use the code martini time one word and that gets you 20 percent off of your entire order except Only the after bike. 5 p.m. don't order the bike with <laughs> it doesn't get you 20 percent off on the bike but uh 20 percent off on all uh, stripe design socks so uh, appreciate your support and uh, it's it's rad to uh, work with all you guys nice and congrats on whoever uh won the free pair at our dwa morning yeah, come, come high five me i'm gonna i think it's gonna be the uh martini wool this is my first uh, wool blend. It's like oh, a 50-50. Cool. Can I see it? Yeah. So this is a 12-month um, uh, wool, very, very lightweight. Some people what hear wool. What does 12-month wool mean? Meaning like year-round. Okay. Like it's, you, you can know, some wear people, it year-round. You can wear it in the summer. Yeah, they're still too, super breathable. Um, and super thin. Yeah, but it's... it's. Uh, they're not like fluffy. No, no, no. It's not like a winter wool. It's, like, it's a lot like the other socks. It is. Really. Yeah, it just happens to have... And, and wool is naturally antimicrobial. Uh, and so they don't stink and they do yeah. all the moisture transfer and everything that the, the poly nylon blends do as well. Cool. And the but, colors uh, are super vibrant. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a, it's kind of a heathered gray with the, uh, classic martini stripes. And so they're super cool. It's pretty rad. Get I some. Like it. All right. Are you guys ready? Who's going to sing the trivia song? Ba-da-ba-ba-da. See, no one gets that. I can't do that part either, dude. No one <laughs> All right, I'm going to quiz you guys. This is in uh, Haggerty Magazine for people who love cars. Okay. This is the episode with Logan jumping the VW thing on the front. Or like how you call uh, it a magazine episode. Oh, did I call it an episode? Yeah. Issue, sorry. Uh, and I'm going to quiz you guys on the 1983 American Motors Eagle. Yes. We all know the Eagle. Yep. It's that awesomeness right there. Lifted. What a beauty. Uh, so safari. ahead of its time, right? Safari. Lifted AMC. Safari, safari wagon. Safari before Safari was cool. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So, do you guys know what a motor this car has? Oh. Uh, it's a V8. I'm going to say six-cylinder. Like an AMC, like a four-liter four liter six-cylinder or something. 
Brian, you said V. 318. It has an inline six. Ah. It's a 4.2 liter. Oh, I was pretty close. With yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. And Wait, it, what did you say, Eric? I said a four liter six cylinder. But four, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's... that's so it pumps out 110 horsepower at 3,400 <laughs> RPM. So it's a, you know, it's pretty property It's a monster. Quick. Yeah. It has 206 foot-pounds of torque. Yeah. Uh, at 1,800 RPM. Weighs 4,500 pounds. And how much yeah. do you think it weighs? 4,500 pounds. 3,900 pounds. Eric, pretty good, man. 3740. Oh wow. Zero to sixty in hey, you're the you're the enemy right now. Zero to sixty in thirteen point two seconds. Oh come on, that was a trivia question. I was like I, I, I was like twelve point nine. <laughs> and uh it it does a top speed of how many miles an hour? Top speed. It's got a lot of frontal area, doesn't have a lot of power. Yeah, it sits really it's got high. big tires, yep. a lot of rolling uh resistance or yeah, top unsprung speed. weight. Of this 110 horsepower, horsepower does get you top speed, right? Yeah. So, okay. It only has 110. I'm gonna go 89 miles an hour. I think that's a really good guess. I was thinking along the same lines myself. It's, uh, it's got to be notable too. I'm gonna say, you said 89. 89. God damn, that's like right where I'm at. I'm gonna say 76. <sighs> I thought Brian was gonna do it. Really? I thought he was going to do it. Really? 87. Oh, I should have. I thought he was yeah. going to nail I'm it. I'm screwing your ass in trivia. Yeah. <laughs> the and, bar is uh, set pretty low. Dude, this is, okay, 1983. I still yeah. beat you in go-karting. Yes. You, you got my number <laughs> wow, in go-karting. That's a, that's I would low. trade trivia for go-karting. If I could beat you in go-karting, I that's would take that. That's a low that. blow. That is. That is. Uh, I had to reach, reach deep. It, and it's two weeks ago. That's twice that you you've decidedly beat me in go. All right, this car was ninety eight hundred and eighty two dollars when new, and what does Haggerty value at it? Value it at today? What like what kind of condition are we talking about? They don't say condition. It's just this Haggerty value in all these. I so fair, I would yeah. imagine it's like the average. Yeah. Or you know, like a high, they probably dump the it's a it's a median or something. Okay. You know. I can say that I have had a BRZO search for these before. Yeah. Oh. So you you have. So I, you're probably pretty I'm, good I'm at it. I'm blind on this one. But go ahead. What do you got? Fifty-five hundred. It's hard for me to tell what really? their opinion is of it. Well, it's not I, their opinion. It's like they're tracking sales. Sales okay. from from what? these cars, yeah, but so from auctions. I'm, I mean, that's different than me they, looking on BRZO, right? Kinda, I think they they do a really good. So oh well, they, there's some insurance data. Their valuation guides are like solid. Like um, other companies, like uh, for example, Meekum uses Haggerty's valuation guides to value cars. Okay, so I mean they're pretty legit. I'm 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 bullish on that on the price because I think that there's. It's ironic, right? Like it, like it's funny to drive around in one of these things. Yeah. So I think it's, I think there's, it's on trend as far as like, you know, Radwood visibility, yep. 80s culture, yep. and again, totally ahead of the curve on like, like a car that you can take off road. So, or the whole SUV. I craze. could be totally blown in here, but I'm saying 14. Well, I love that you guys just went through all that, and uh, it just says not available. <laughs> ah! 
Come on, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that was a classic Lane trivia. Oh, what a dick. Oh, All right. So that's the DWG podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, that was super fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks for fun, coming, Eric. Fun stories, Eric. Appreciate Glad to it. be able to uh, get the feedback from your track day. And, yeah. man, that Motor Trend story is That was pretty, cool. Pretty yeah, pretty yeah. Amazing. really rad. And go to stripedesign.com. Use the discount code Martini Time to get 20% off all your orders of socks. Hey, so you can you go know, you can go stock your whole like pull a Brian. Pull a Brian. Use the discount hole. code, load up, and uh, you know, keep supporting me so I can keep supporting the rallies and stuff. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. And um yeah. Thanks guys. Really rad. I love the new space. Um I'm I'm motivated by it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. This is this is the start of something big. Yep. Thank you. Cheers, guys. All right. Bye. And, and at the top of the corkscrew. And at the top of the freaking corkscrew. <laughs>